Hi, Jessica. Welcome to the podcast. I'm glad to have you here. Thanks. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. How's your uh, day going so far? My day is pretty good. Um, I'm trying to get more things planned for Germany because I'm actually not just going to Berlin. I planned this whole big two and a half week thing around it. So now it's an event. <laughs> so now I have all this planning and scheduling to do. Yeah. Starting oh, to give, check off the rest of the boxes, you know. <laughs> yeah, it takes a lot, especially international trips that, you know, uh, we run and sometimes plan to go, uh, you know, figuring out the best out of it. It takes a lot of planning uh, for sure. Um, is this your first international marathon? Or you've been... Uh, um, it's, yeah, it's actually my second. So I ran the Cape Town Marathon in South Africa last October, and that was my first international marathon. Oh, great. And yeah. looks, looks like it would be your first major, world majors. Yes, yes, my first major. I'm really excited about that. Nice, nice. All right, we'll talk a lot about uh, the marathon and the Berlin coming up. But let's start with a little mm-hmm. bit of what your background, Jessica. Yeah, sure. So, hmm, what to say about me? Um, I guess one of the most interesting things that I do other than running for fun is caving and canyoneering. Um, I don't know how familiar with that all you are, but basically I, I tell people I spent a lot of time underground um, and I've been doing that for the last nine years. Um, so I'll either be, you know, on the weekends if I'm not training for marathon or some other type of running event, um, I will be probably underground doing caving or I'll be in a canyon doing like cliff jumps and rappels and all this crazy stuff. So um, I like to do that. Um, I have been doing activity of some sort my whole life. Like I've been skiing since I was two years old. My dad always says she could ski before she could run. Cause it was like, <laughs> why yeah. run? Um, because I was so little. Um, not that I was doing amazing as a two year old on the slopes, but you know, <laughs> it's something. So I've done that my whole life. I did all these different sports, you know, basketball. I did fencing for a really long time because I was obsessed with Pirates of the Caribbean. So I thought I could be some swashbuckler or something. Um, That was fun. Tennis, all that type of stuff. Um, Only really got into running like longer distances in my early 20s and now I'm in my early 30s. So I would do like half marathons and stuff in my 20s. And then I finally made the jump the full marathons a couple years ago. Nice, exciting. So you are exploring under the ground. Now you're long distance runner, so above the ground too. Wow, you're covering yes. above and below the ground too. So that's great yeah. to know. I want to get miles in all over the place, above ground, below ground, in the water. <laughs> that's great. So how did you actually got into the running? Especially how did you pick up? You said you know, a couple of years ago you got into running and then you know, pretty uh, last couple of years, you got into long distance running. How was the journey looks like? Something inspired you? Yeah, so I, I really always liked running and I could never understand like the hatred for it when I was a kid. Like when, you know, when you're a child in MPE and people go, well, we gotta run the miles today. Like it's a really, you know, at the time you think, oh my gosh, it's so far. Um, But I always enjoyed it because I was competitive with myself. I think it just comes from my, you know, sports and athletic background in general. Like I'd always be like, okay, I'm going to beat my time. How am I going to do it? And I didn't know anything about running at the time. I wasn't in track. I didn't do cross country. I'm not sure why. Um, I guess I was just too busy with whatever other 
sports I wanted to do. Um, but I've always liked it. So then I would do running here and there just to keep up fitness and stuff in college. And I remember, um, I think I was 20 or something at the time, my friend said, I'm going to run a half marathon tomorrow. And I said, well, so am I. And then she was like, oh, what? And I said, yeah, I'm down. Like, let's go do it. And at the time I had only run, you know, nine miles, I think was the longest run I had done. And I just went for it and I thought it was awesome. I had a blast. So um, throughout my 20s, I did a bunch of halves and it was, I never really trained specifically for them. It was just, you know, bop around, do the marathon or do the half with some friends. And it was, you know, just had a good time. Um, so what made me jump to the full marathon finally, it had always kind of been on my bucket list. I thought it would be a one and done thing, but you know, we know how that goes. You get the bug. Um, so I had done, I started CrossFit a while ago, maybe how long ago, 2016 it was, I started doing CrossFit and as I typically do, I got really obsessed with it and I was all about CrossFit, I was drinking the Kool-Aid, I thought it was the best stuff ever, like I thought it was great. Um, so then I kind of got really heavy into like weightlifting and strongman and uh, powerlifting type of stuff and I just wanted to do like all of the, all the strength and, but I really still liked the cardio, so I would go for runs, you know, on my own time and um, we were doing this workout, uh, it was 2020, so I've been doing CrossFit and a few other things. I do spin and running and other things to supplement, but like very heavy into CrossFit until 2020. And we all know what happened in 2020. Um, you know, the gyms were closed, all <laughs> yeah. the faster. So I was still keeping up my fitness and we would do, um, there were some coaches at CrossFit, they would do Zoom classes. So all of us would get on the Zoom and we would just use whatever we could have at home. So I thought, hey, you know, I'm still fit. This is great. Like I'm keeping up on everything. I feel like I'm doing well for myself. So we're doing this workout called Murph and people out there who are listening to do CrossFit will understand what this is, but it's a workout that they do every Memorial Day and it's with a weighted vest on, you do a mile run, a hundred pull-ups, 200 push-ups, 300 squats, a mile run. So oh that's Murph. That's a lot. Okay. <laughs> and I've done this workout many times, right? So I was thinking... I'll be fine. Like, it's all good. I'm just going to do it the same way I always do it, which I do all of those movements straight through, but without a weight vest. So I don't, I don't use the vest. So I don't technically do it as prescribed, but pretty good. Right. So I'm thinking I'm going to be fine. I've done this three times before. So it was basically, I think because of the pandemic and because we didn't have our usual volume and like typical routine, it just was so, it was too much. Like by the time I was finishing the workout, I was trying to run the last mile and I couldn't lift my arms. Like they felt almost numb. Like they just wanted to flop to my side. And I was like, okay, I've got a problem. Um, so then the next day just followed being so incredibly sore, like more sore than I've ever been in my life. And I thought to myself, I've got rhabdo. And rhabdo, for those of you who don't know, is one of the reasons why people hate CrossFit <laughs> because um, it's rhabdomyolysis. I think, hopefully I'm saying that right. But it's basically you work out so hard and so like you do such a heavy volume of one thing that your muscles start to like, like your tissue breaks down into your bloodstream because it's just so overexerted. And you can get it in other sports too, like extreme cycling, like really long distance cycling can do it to you. Um, but it has become uh, synonymous with CrossFit. 
Um, so I got rhabdo and I ended up, long story short, ended up going to the ER. They admitted me. They said, your, your creatine kinase levels are super high. You need to go to the hospital. Um, so I was admitted for four days and it was like, basically it, it doesn't sound as intense as like, oh my God, I stayed in the hospital. But really all they did was just give me fluids because at that point you have to like flush everything out gave me a ton of fluids. Um, I was like pink brown at the time, TMI. Um, so I needed, it's like, it's almost like you're incredibly dehydrated, but it's also very painful because your muscles are so swollen. They're like pushing out through your skin and it hurts and it it's not, it's not a good time. Would not recommend, zero out of 10. Um, so that's my long story of basically, I got a crab dough and I thought to myself, I need a new goal. I want to kind of, I still do CrossFit, but I, I wanted to like step away and, for a while and just kind of figure out, okay, like what other things do I like to do and how do I, um, you know, just kind of like build some, build like a new type of fitness around that. So I thought, oh, I've always wanted to run a marathon. So I just decided, hey, you know, what better time than now? I might as well, like, I like to train for a goal. So part of my enjoyment for running the marathons is kind of the buildup. I like to have my little training schedule. Today we do X, Y, Z. It's kind of like, you know, it's just fun. Um, So that's kind of how I got into it. That's my long story of I did CrossFit. I got rhabdo. I got messed up. (laughs) And then... I wanted something new to look forward to and also I love traveling so I thought it would be a really great opportunity to be like find fun marathons to do that are you know not in my state um, I'm in the yep. US and in California and people kept being like do the LA marathon and I said no man I want to go somewhere else I want to go to the other side of the world <laughs> no that's amazing and thanks for sharing uh, the story because looks like you do have goals to stay active and you figure out a way how to stay active though you have gone through this very tough phase with the CrossFit mm-hmm. uh, and then you found a new goal and plus you can combine with your passion of traveling so which is a bonus to it so that's yeah, an awesome way to combine goals you know and, and, and still achieve it along with multiple dimensions to it so it's awesome mm-hmm. um, and when did you get to like hey i want to get into world majors like you have done a couple of uh marathons and then you get to know about majors mm-hmm. when did that happen yeah. yeah yeah so i watched i started following a lot of um running youtube channels like the running channel i think from the the uk and like philly um i hope i say your last name right philly bowen or about bowden um She's awesome. Um, so I follow her. Um, also another person named Allie who does, like, I think she's trying to go for the Olympics as well or has been in it. Um, so I've just been following a lot of running, you know, channels. And then made the running channel specifically, they have all these videos about, like, the world majors and they give tips on, you know, injury prevention and this and that, all different types of videos. So I, you know, was obsessively watching those and I found out about all the different world majors and all these really cool cities and then I've, I've never been to Germany so I just thought Berlin would be a really fun place to see and all the history is there and so that's why I picked this one to be my first. That's good. I'm sure uh, it would meet your expectations and more. That would mm-hmm. be awesome. One thing you just said earlier that stuck to me about the training that you love 
setting goals and, mm-hmm. and the training priority following a routine. Because you know, I heard somewhere when you set a goal, achieving the goal is probably the non-important part. The important part is the journey you go through and what you become in the process. Is it the same mm-hmm. for you as well? Yeah, definitely. I feel like it is, well, so like I'm kind of, I'm, I'm kind of weird in the sense where I, I like to have a plan and I like to have a routine and that's why I, I enjoy the process of training and like seeing yourself getting better and all of these things and I like to have my little schedule. I think it's like a type A personality, maybe even like OCD type of thing, but it's like, you know, on Tuesday we're doing the long run, on Wednesday we're doing the, you know, recovery and, you know, just for an example. But I like to have that schedule and I like to know what's coming up. So for me, when stuff goes awry, um, I kind of, you know, I, I lose it a little bit. And I'm like, this is not going to plan. This is not good. However, that being said, I do feel like that is part of it. And it, I am almost like a little bit grateful for those moments because I feel like in the long run, you know, in the journey of life, it'll make me a better person and build my character. Um, at the time that you're dealing with it, of course, like if you're dealing with injury or something like that, uh, it sucks and it's really hard and it's stressful mentally and physically, but uh, I do believe that it makes us better athletes, better people. So yeah, um, to answer your question, uh, it is the same. I do enjoy it. I and enjoy have... all aspects of it, even though they might be really stressful. <laughs> <laughs> have you felt the impact of it overall, maybe in your professional life on overall aspects of your life? Oh yeah, I think so for sure. Um, yeah, it definitely does take a lot of discipline. So I think I think it helps um, with like time management and stuff as well. And then like just learning to not like learning when something's an excuse and when some when you actually do need to like listen to your body and take a break. I think that's pretty interesting as well. Um, but yeah, I do think that there's it's, it's interesting because it is very like multifaceted and then it requires a lot of balance. Like you said, like it's. For people who have an activity they like to do that is very time consuming, that right. is hard, especially with like I am married and I have pets and stuff, so it's not like I can just, you know, be super selfish and do my own thing all the time, which, you know, some people say I'm kind of like that because like caving and canyoneering does take up a lot of time, it's a lot of traveling as well, we drive really far distances, so. Um, yeah, it does. Running, I think, helps a lot with that stuff because you got to stick to your schedule and then figure out, you know, how to work everything else around it and keep everybody happy. <laughs> that is Hard so true. Say. Yeah, that's that's so true. Yeah. Um, as you're talking about the impact of it, uh, one of the things sometimes I wonder, right, you know, as a runners, we are going out in the field, running by ourselves. But sometimes I feel like it's actually a team sport in a sense that you know there has to be a support system that comes around you uh, that helps you achieve your goals like how does how does it look for you the support system yeah 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 that's a great question um so i've been really really lucky in that the crossfit gym that i go to actually i picked it because it has a lot of different types of classes like it's not just CrossFit and not every gym is like this all the gyms are different but this one I liked a lot because they actually they have an endurance class 
um, every Tuesday. And when I first joined, I was like, oh, what is this endurance? Like, I love cardio, I love endurance, what is this? So it's like a running specific class. They teach about, you know, how to run with proper technique and we'll do different types of workouts. Sometimes they're only running, like there'll be, you know, tempo sessions and intervals and like run with the weighted vest and stuff like that. Some other times they'll be, they'll incorporate like rowing or assault bike or like other types of machines as well. Um, but it's really running focused. And I thought that was so cool because there are so many CrossFitters that are like, I hate to run. Like, it's just really not yeah. something that they look forward to at all. So this gym specifically, we have this really, really cool endurance group. And now over the years, we've become a really like tight knit crew. We go on trail runs on the weekend and all of this stuff. And a, a lot of me does love to run by myself because I, I struggle with a lot of anxiety and like internal monologues. So I feel like running alone, like is really important for me as well, because, you know, not only because a lot of the time I am like training for something specific, so I need to do my own specific things, but also just because, you know, it's, it's just like your time to take for yourself and whether that be like a selfish thing or not, you know, I feel like that's that's necessary in life, you know, just take that time, hour, two hours to yourself and, you know, think or don't think, but just like, it's very relaxing. But the support that I've got from that endurance group has been really, really important to me in like my marathon journey because they saw me do my first marathon, second marathon, and now my third. And my coach was super helpful. She even, at the moment, like in the last year or so has stepped down from coaching. But even though she's like not technically our endurance coach anymore, she's like, I'll reach out to her with, she's my friend too. So I'll be like, Penny, I need your help. Like I'm, I'm having runners me. What am I gonna do? I'm having a hip problem. What am I gonna do? And she's like, okay, here's what we're gonna do. And it's just, you know, her advice as a friend and like as a coach, and I know she knows what she's talking about. So that's been, so helpful and she's been so supportive and she's amazing. And we also have um, our other friend named Jenny. She goes, she's a CrossFit coach as well, but she's a chiropractor and most of her clients are just, you know, our friends from the gym, but she's been super helpful. Every time I have like a weird, you know, like a twinge here and there, or I'm like tight in my shoulder. She is like, she really is someone who practices exactly what she preaches, like to the point where she's like, I never relax. I'm sitting up 90 degrees all the time because this is what you're supposed to do. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Um, yeah, she's so helpful. Um, my husband's really supportive, of course, and my parents as well. I'm an only child, so I'm really close with my parents. And um, there actually was, I had an injury last year before Cape Town Marathon, and they helped me a lot through that. And I ended up getting an injection for it. and. I didn't have the money to pay for it at the time. It was not FDA approved. It was very expensive. And I was like, what am I going to do? And they're like, we want you to have the best run. Just go do it. <laughs> so, yeah, the people in my life have been really, um, really supportive and really like, how do I say? Um, really important to my process. And I feel like it's extra nice when you have people who are you know they're cheering for you whether that be like from the sidelines in person or virtually when i'm you know across the world doing my race and i know that they're going to be stoked when i hear the result no matter what it is so no that's definitely great to have and it tremendously helps and like and you need that to go out mm. 
uh, one of the things you said, whether you think or, you know, when you go around, either you are thinking or not, you know, I'm in the tech world and mm. I feel like it's a, an amazing tool to, you know, solve problems, right? You know, I especially mm. love lunch runs because you can have a half day, you can have X, Y, Z things going on and you have some challenges to solve for, go on a run, Eureka, you got some ideas, start, mm. you know, working on them after you come. But it lacks sort of a meditation, at least for me. And I'm sure for a lot of people, it's similar to like, you know, you go, you know, it's you and your head and you're starting to mm-hmm. think. And then you can come up with a lot of solutions, come up with ideas that you can work on it later as based on your interest. So, and mm-hmm. I, I get to hear that, you know, it's something similar for you as well. Yeah, for sure. I think it's like a good restart. Like when people say sleep on it, it's like, yes. you know, it's kind of similar. Like, oh, I'll go for a run and then you'll feel more, hopefully more clear headed by the end of it. Yeah. So or let's talk about it. Yeah, it is. It is. Let's talk about a little bit more Berlin. How is your training so far? I know it's a lot of, it's just tough to train in the summer, especially the summer yeah. we got this year and you're in, yes. in California. So how's the training so far? Training's been good. Um, I did unfortunately run into a bit of Achilles tendonitis these past couple weeks. So I have wow. run, um, I ran a 20 miler um, several weeks ago. I was supposed to do another 20 in this block, but unfortunately I'm like, okay, I'm just not gonna get to it. It's fine, I'm resting a little bit right now, but up until then the training was going great. So I was pretty stoked about it. I was like sticking to my plan, getting all the runs in and all that. Um, but it has been really hot and I feel like in the past I was better at waking up really early to try to beat the heat but now I'm kind of I got a little bit more lazy with that <laughs> so I was sort of using the heat as like an excuse of oh well you know I'll just go out and run anyway because Berlin's not gonna be this hot so I'm gonna do great when I go there if I've trained in the heat like um I was at my parents' house in Sacramento once, and that's like very inland, so it's really, really hot. I feel like a lot of people think California's like, you know, everything's next to the beach, and it's always nice and 70 degrees. It's not the case at all when you're inland. Um, and I, uh, they live, I've always lived inland, I guess, but in Northern California, and now I'm in Southern California, so it's just hot all the time in summer. And I was up at their place, I needed do a run and it was just an easy six mile run but it was 103 degrees and it was oh three o'clock in the afternoon and i was like gotta do it gotta get this run. <laughs> this yeah. run did it. um but it's cool because when you have that extra challenge and you persevere you're like heck yeah i feel great like i did it uh, and i said it was an easy run you know so it wasn't it wasn't too bad but I did have a lady gasp at me when she was walking her dog. <laughs> she thought it was so crazy I was running. She goes, oh, be careful. <laughs> a lot. Um, yeah, I thought that was funny. <laughs> yeah, it has been, uh, you know, it's in different uh, running groups that, you know, I've seen people, uh, folks making, you know, comments. It's so tough to run in the summer. And it is, mm-hmm. uh, but, you know, it's a discipline that people bring in and figuring out a way, the best way to get the miles in. So it's awesome. So what are you looking forward to in Berlin? 
oh man, so many things. Um, so yeah, like I said, I had kind of planned a whole trip around it. So um, I'm actually getting to Berlin three days before the race, I think. Um, so the race on the 24th, so I'm getting there the 21st. Um, and I plan to do like this little city bike tour. So I'm really looking forward to that, mostly because uh, people say you don't forget how to ride a bike, but I kind of forgot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a good reminder for sure. I yeah. tried to get on a bike in Boston a couple of years ago when we were there, and we we're like, oh, we can take bikes around, it's gonna be cool. And all everyone was laughing at me, so what the heck? <laughs> so I've since then kind of, you know, I've ridden bikes a couple times, so I feel a little bit more confident, but I'm looking forward to see how that pans out. Hopefully, I don't injure myself. Um, and you know just seeing like the art and the history is really cool to me so i feel like i'm really looking forward to stuff like that going to like the museum what do they call it museum island and all you know a lot of what else um what else have i planned oh i want to go to the berlin dungeon as well um i'm into like kind of really weird like dark stuff too so i like all these underground type of like gritty you know um <laughs> funky like out of the ordinary stuff so i'm always looking for that um but yeah just like as far as the run goes i i like running in new places because i feel like it's such a good opportunity to see the city and by the time we do the run i will have seen a decent part of the city but i just feel like it paints it, it like paints it in a different light like um the same when i was in south africa i was in cape town for five days before i ran the marathon but i feel like when i did it it's like you get this whole new appreciation for it and then you can see all of the local people and like all of the you know them cheering you on it's just like a whole different experience like when i was in running cape town uh we ran by a lot of residential areas and there was a lot of locals who had made their own food and they were out supporting the runners and they had like carrying them in bowls on the side of the street and I just thought that was the coolest thing ever you know like it's little stuff like that not even just being the landmarks or or being with other runners it's like you know you see the culture and it kind of feels like they're embracing you and you're embracing them and everybody's like kumbaya and it's, it's all good you know yeah, it's just, that's the best part and especially if you like traveling and learning about new culture and all this is like added bonus for sure mm. yeah I, I wish you all the best and hope you had you know the goals you have for the marathon itself or the sightseeing goals or the travel goals to be able to accomplish all wish you all the best <laughs> 